Mesechah Sukkah Perek Beis Mishnah Tessin Phil Perek Gimel Mishnah Gimel Kol Shavas Hayomim All Seven Days of Sukkahs Adam Oseh Sukkosei Kva A person should make his sukkah fixed That should be his main place of living Uveisayarai Whereas his regular house should be temporary he should go into there as little as possible. He should spend as much time as possible inside of the sukkah, even at times where it's not an absolute obligation to be in the sukkah. For example, if you're just having a snack, or if you're not eating anything at all, your regular activities should be done in the sukkah. The Gemara explains that this is also coming to tell us that if somebody has lots of nice dishes, let's say, then you should bring them to the sukkah. If he has nice couches as well, he should bring those to the sukkah in order to show that that is the main place where he is living at the moment. However, at the end of the day, the obligation is Teshvugain Toduru. You should live in the sukkah in the same way as you would live in the house during the rest of the year. And because of that, if Yodu Gashomim, if rain came down and you started getting wet, so just like during the rest of the year, if you were inside your house and rain started coming through into the house and you knew that you had another place to go where there would not be rain inside. So during the rest of the year, you would definitely go there. But if there were just a few drops in your house, then you wouldn't go away. So the Mishnah asks, Yordu Gashomim, if rain starts coming down, from when may one clear out the utensils from his sukkah and go out from his sukkah and start eating in the house instead of the sukkah? Answers the Mishnah Mishnah Tisrach HaMikpah From once the Mikpah, which is some sort of porridge Or a very thick soup Once that gets ruined because of the rain So that means you can go back into the house Just like you would do during the rest of the year You would move to somewhere else if you had another place If it began raining in the current place where you are However, if you are forced to leave the sukkah Moshlu Moshal They said a parable To what is this matter comparable? To a slave who came to dilute wine for his master and to serve him a glass of wine. And in those days the wine was very strong so they would dilute it with water. So he brings that water to his master. And the master takes it and he pours it. He pours the jug on the face of the slave. He chucks it right back at him. So on Sukkot, after Hashem tells us to go outside of our houses, into huts outside, and then once Hashem tells us to do that, He makes it rain. So it's like Him telling us that He doesn't want us to serve Him the water. He doesn't want us to sit in the Sukkah. It's a sign of rejection on some level. That's why it's a very bad sign if it does rain on Sukkot, because it's as if Hashem is telling us that He doesn't really desire our service of sitting in the Sukkah. Now for the main part, the Mishnah's discussion of the sukkah and the mitzvah of living in a sukkah of a sukkah has now finished. That was the subject of the first two prakam of the Masechta. The subject of the next parak and a half are the Arba Minim, the four species which one has to shake every day of sukkah. And in the Beis HaMikdosh, there was an obligation every day of sukkah to shake the Arba Minim. That was a mitzvah mid every single day. Whereas outside of the Beis HaMikdosh, there is only a mitzvah mid to shake it on the first day of sukkah. Midrabanon, once the Beis HaMikdosh was destroyed, in order to commemorate the fact that they shook it every day in the Beis HaMikdosh, there is an obligation in Midrabanon to shake the Arbaminim every single day, as well as the first day, which is mid Now, the names of the four species which we shake are not actually written in the Torah explicitly. The Torah sort of describes them, but it's not absolutely clear from the Pesukim themselves which species the Torah is talking about. However, we have a Masorah, we have a tradition as to what exactly the four species are, the Lulu of the Esrog, Hadassim, and Arodus. Now, the first half of Perak Gimel discusses the Abraminim themselves and various invalidations of the species and what exactly is necessary to make a kosher Lulu. 
and a kosher esrog, etc. And then the second half of the perek, as well as the beginning of the next perek, discuss more the practical side, the actual mitzvah of shaking the Abraminim. Now there are two main causes of invalidation of the Abraminim. The first one is known as choser, the second one is known as hodor. Choser means that part of the min, a min is one of the four species, part of the min is missing. For example, if part of the of certain parts of the lulav are chopped off. Now, it's learned from the pasuk which says that you should take for yourselves on the first day of Sukkot. That's the mitzvah midiraisa, which applies everywhere. And the word ulakachtem and you should take can also be read as two separate words tom, and you should take something complete something whole, and we learn from there that if any of the Iraminim are choser, the missing part of the min, so it's invalid, however, that only applies to the first day of Sukkot. The Midrabonim obligation of shaking Iraminim on the rest of the Sukkot, for the rest of the days, even a Luluv which is choser, or an Esrug or Hadas Ma'aravis which are choser, they are still valid for the rest of the days of Sukkot. The second type of invalidation is one of Hodar. Hodar means beautiful, and when talking about the Esrug, the Torah says that it is a pre-eats Hodar. It's a beautiful fruit, but we compare all of the Arabinim together, and that requirement of Hodar applies to all of the Arabinim. So for example, if one of the Minim have dried out, so it's no longer beautiful, and it will be invalid. Now this certainly applies on the first day of Sukkot. Whether this invalidation of Hodar also applies on the rest of Sukkot is a big machlekes rishonim, but certainly on the first day of Sukkot this is an invalidation mid now the positive which you brought before, you should take for yourself on the first day of Sukkot, the Arab Minim. If you notice, the Torah says, and you should take for yourselves. And we learn from that extra word, for yourselves, that one can only fulfill his obligation of the Arab Minim on the first day of Sukkot, if he owns the Arab Minim. And because of that, a borrowed Lulav, or borrowed any of the Arab Minim, are not good to fulfill one's obligation. On a similar note, if somebody stole one of the Arab Minim, he also wouldn't be able to fulfill his obligation. Now, when it comes to the laws of one who steals something, although initially when he steals it, he generally does not acquire the item, it does not become his, under certain conditions, if the owner gives up hope of getting it back, that's known as yiyush, he gives up hope of getting that item back, so at that point, the ownership is transferred to the thief. So now it becomes his, so I would have thought that he would technically be able to fulfill his obligation with that stolen lulav once it has become his. However, the Mishnah says, Lulav ha-gozol, a stolen lulav, v'hayovesh, as well as a dried lulav, if the lulav has started to become white instead of green, possible it is invalid. So the dry lulav, of course, is invalid because it is not hodar. It's not beautiful. But why is the lulav which is stolen invalid totally? The Mishnah implies that even once it becomes yours, it's invalid. So the answer is, there is a different problem. And that is an important principle known as mitzvah ha a mitzvah which comes about only via transgressing an avera is not considered a mitzvah and you do not fulfill your obligation. So since this person only managed to shake the Abraminim via obtaining them by an avera, so the mitzvah is also not considered to be a mitzvah. Continues the Mishnah, shall ashera, a lulv which comes from an ashera tree, which is a tree which people worshipped as idolatry, which shall iranidachas, or if a lulv came from a tree, which was in in Irhanidachas. And Irhanidachas is a city where the majority of the residents of that city worship Avodazara. And if the basin check into it and they see that it is indeed true, then that entire city must be burnt and it's forbidden to benefit from anything over there. And the same applies to the Asherah tree. Because it was worshipped as Avodazara, it has to be burnt. So Lulav, which comes from there, Posel, is invalid. The reason being, we will learn at the end of this Mishnah that there is a minimum amount, the minimum size, which the Lulav has to be. 
Now, something which needs to be burnt, and there is an obligation to burn it, halakhically we view that item as if it is already burnt. Which means that if you shake it, halakhically speaking, you're not really shaking anything. It lacks the minimum size of the lulav because it's as if it's burnt already. And that is why such lulav is invalid. Next, niktam roishay. If the top of the leaves was chopped off, this refers to the leaves which come out of the lulav spine, and the top of those leaves are above the top of the spine. So those leaves towards the top of the lulav, if the tip of those leaves has been chopped off, that is not considered to be a hodor, a beautiful lulav. Although in terms of being choser, this is not considered to be choser. There are only particular parts of the abraminim, which if they are missing or chopped off, that would be an invalidation of choser. The leaves is not one of them, and therefore this is only invalid because of hodar. Nifutu alav, we're going to explain this as the leaves came off, and he tied the leaves back onto the lulav. So again, as we said, in terms of choser, this is not choser because the leaves are not considered an integral part of the lulav itself, such that it will be considered choser without the leaves. Nevertheless, this is not considered beautiful, and therefore it is not hodar, and so it's invalid. So as Mishnah Apostle, it's invalid. Nifudu alav, if its leaves spread apart, so ideally a lulav should have very straight leaves going up along the spine. Nevertheless, even if they begin to separate out a bit, if you're technically able to tie, let's say, something around the leaves and make them be next to the spine, so that's enough as long as they're still connected to the spine, kosher, the lulav would be valid. Behuda says, You actually do have to tie it at the top so that the leaves are right next to the spine. It's not enough that they are able to be tied, but the leaves actually do have to be right next to the spine in order to be valid. Tzini Harabarzel, the lulovim, the palm branches which grow on Harabarzel, the leaves of these lulovim coming out of the spine were usually quite short, and there weren't many of them. However, in general, the top of one leaf reached at least to the bottom of the next leaf above that. So the entire spine was actually covered by leaves, just about, and therefore kasheros, those types of lulavim, are valid. Lulav which we're going to translate to mean a lulav which has three tfachim in height, as well as enough space to shake it. So that's another tefach, the size of his fist, to actually hold on to the lulav and shake it. Kosher, such lulav is kosher. Meaning, the minimum size of a lulav has to be at least four tfachim high. Now, das manaravis only need to be three tfachim each then the lulav should poke out at least a tefach, so that you can shake it from there, with the hadas manaravas tied to it. Mishra Beitz, the Mishra now discusses the hadas, the second of the Araminim, hadas hagozol, a stolen hadas vayovish, and a dry hadas posol is invalid, just like we learned by the lulav. The reason why a stolen hadas is invalid is because of the rule of mitzvah haboa ba'avera, that a mitzvah which is performed via doing an avera is not considered a mitzvah. And the reason why a dried up hadas is invalid is because it lacks the hodar requirement, it lacks that beauty. Shalashera, a hadas which comes from an atshera tree, which was worshipped as a vedizara, vishalayanidachas. Or if it comes from a tree which is in a city which worshipped idolatry, and therefore has to be destroyed. Once again, possible it's invalid just like the lulav. The reason being that since it needs to be destroyed, we view it as if it's already destroyed and not really here, as if it's already burnt, and so it lacks the minimum size to be considered a hadas. As well as that, just like with the lulav, niktam reishay, if the top of it, the tip of the hadas, of the stem of the hadas, if it was chopped off, or nifritzualov, if its leaves fell off and he tied it back onto the hadas, 
or if the berries in the hadas, if let's say some berries grew, and there were now more berries than leaves. Again, posit's invalid, in all three of these cases it is because of hodar that it is not considered to be a beautiful hadas. However, because in the berries case the only thing stopping it being valid is the berries, that doesn't look beautiful, so you can take it off. If you reduce the number of berries which were on the hadas, he picked some of them off, kosher, then the hadas is valid. However, the Mishnah says that you should just realize that it is forbidden to reduce the number of berries on the hadas on Yom Tov itself, since it's considered to be like fixing something. Because without the, without you taking off the berries, the hadas is invalid. By taking off the berries, you're making it valid and making it useful. So you are in effect fixing something and is therefore forbidden on Yom Tov. Mishnah Gimel, we now move on to the third species, the Arava. And once again, the regular invalidations apply, as well as a couple of added ones. Arava gzulavi veshopsula, a stolen arava and a dried out arava is invalid. Again, a stolen one is invalid because of mitzvah babavira, and a dried out arava is invalid because of hodor. Shalashera, an arava which came from an ashera tree, which was worshipped as a redazara and therefore needs to be destroyed. Vishalaranidachas, or if it came from a city who worshipped a redazara and therefore needs to be burnt. Pesula, once again, it is invalid because we view it as if it lacks the minimum size of an arava. Niktam Reisha, if the tip of the arava, the top of the stem, if it got chopped off, Nifritsu Aleha, or if its leaves came off and he tied them back on, again, the arava would be invalid because of Hodor. And now the Mishnah adds one, Vahatsafzafa. This is a type of arava from the same family, but its leaves are much more rounded. And the arava which the Torah speaks about is the other type of arava, where the leaves are much longer. The more elongated than round. So Psulo in these cases the Arava would be invalid. And now the Mishnah adds another two invalidations which apply not only to the Arava, but also to the Lulav and the Hadas which we have mentioned in the previous two Mishnayas. The reason why the Mishnah groups it together with the Arava is because it's the last of these three where the invalidation applies to them. So firstly Kamusha. If the Arava is withering, but it's not totally dry, so it is still considered to be Hodar to some extent, and it is therefore valid. Or if only some of its leaves came off and you tied them to the Arava, or perhaps even if you even if you didn't tie them, as long as there are half, you know, some of the leaves remaining, and it would need to be judged by the situation, so it's still considered to be Hodar enough. So in those two cases, it will be valid, and that applies not only to the Arava, but also to the Hadas and the Lulav. Now the Mishnah talks about the Arova only again, Vishal Baal. A Arova which grew in a field which is dependent on rain. Meaning it's not next to a stream of water, rather it grows from the rainwater. Kesheo it is valid, even though when the Torah describes the Arovas, the Torah calls them Arve Nachal, Arovas of the stream of the river, which implies that they have to grow by a river. The reason why it says that is just because that's the most common case. In general, an Arova tree grows by a stream of water. But even if it doesn't, it is still considered an arava and it is still valid.